Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and uh, we'll, we'll read verse 17 here, and then get into the message. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So tonight I'm going to preach on this question. Are the old things passed away? Are the old things passed away? And uh, we'll look at that. We'll look at a few things. And actually, before we pray, you can turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, we'll begin right there, right after we pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be in church, Lord. Thank you for um, the testimonies tonight and just hearing how you are working in people's lives. And Lord, thank you that um, um, you're a living God. And uh, we don't serve a dead God, we serve a living God. And we're thankful for that. And thank you for your hand in our lives. Pray that uh, you'd um, take me out of the way tonight and use your word. And uh, pray that it would be a blessing to the people here tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in Ephesians chapter 4, and, uh, and we'll start in verse 17. But before we do, I want to read this. Uh, this. There's a story of a young girl who accepted Christ as her Savior and applied for membership in a local church. Were you a sinner before you received the Lord Jesus into your life? Inquired an old deacon. She replied, yes, sir. He asked, well, are you still a sinner? And she replied, to tell you the truth, I feel... I am a greater sinner than ever. So he asked another question. Then, then what real change have you experienced? And she replied with this. I don't know quite how to explain it. She said, except I used to be a sinner running after sin. But now that I'm saved, I'm a sinner running from sin. And so tonight I want to um, preach on that thought. Are, are the old things passed away? Are you, are you running? Are you still running after sin? Or are you running away from sin? And so we want to look at that tonight. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. And through here it, it compares the old man and the new man. And uh, even the testimonies tonight kind of lined up with this. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but the old man and the new man. So what We'll start with the old man. I like to just keep it simple. The old man and the new man. We're going to have two points and some subpoints. Um, so we'll start with the old man and compare, compare the old man to the new man. Number one, verse 17, we'll read it here. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. The old man walks in the vanity of his mind. Um, it's interesting... You know, Paul could have wrote a lot of things here, but he wrote in the vanity of his mind. Um, and I, there's a lot of things that I can dwell I was talking about this with the teens this morning. You know, there's a lot of things that we can dwell on that really doesn't amount to much. Um, you know, I listed some things here. Sports. I love sports. I could talk about sports all day. Uh, politics. You know, oh my word, you could go forever and ever on politics. Um, um, entertainment, uh, like what Mr. Anthony was talking about. Entertainment. We can we can go all day and all night, and just we can dwell on all those things that are just vain. And so, but Paul says here that the old man walks in the vanity of his mind. Um, and so we wanna we wanna stay away from that. 
Um, when I was a teenager, um, I can say that now, that's nice. <laughs> when I was a teenager, <laughs> between the ages of, uh, I was between 15 and 17, I think I already told the teens this, I, um, all I cared about was sports. Like, that was my life. Um, I told them, I think I played sports five nights a week. So my schedule was do school in the morning, work in the afternoon, come home, grab dinner, go play sports till like nine or 10. So basketball and volleyball, those were my two like go-tos. Um, but I would, I would, I mean, that was my life. I, I, I probably didn't even see my parents like half the time between those ages. And um, it really became a God to me. I was dwelling on, I was dwelling on the vanity. I was, I was thinking vain things. You know, I, I didn't really care about the Lord and um, I wasn't going in the right direction. Um, but when I, when I just, be, just after I turned 17, I got in trouble um, for doing something at home. And I lost, I wasn't able to play sports at all for three months. And they always say that, you know, once you get older, taking away stuff is bigger than a spanking. And I learned that real quick. That was like, I mean, I was mad at my parents for a while. And really, it was all me just being in the vanity of my mind. All I cared about was sports. And so... <laughs> Um, that's, that's what Paul, the first thing that Paul mentions here is, you know, the old man walks in the vanity of his mind. Christians aren't supposed to be like that. Christians are, Christians are supposed to be much different. Um, so what is, what is your, what is your thought life? Like, what is your, what do your actions say that you're dwelling on? Um, you know, there's, we can, you know, you know, do you go, like I did this one time. I went, I went and played sports rather than going on visitation. Um, going and knocking on doors, and that's that. That shouldn't be the case in a Christian's life. Um, it should be the other way around. So, what it, what is your thought life like? What are, what is your um, actions saying that the um, that the Lord might want you to change? Because um, the old man old man walks in the vanity of his mind, but the new man um, is focused on the Lord. So that's the first one. Um, the second one: the old man is given over to lasciviousness. Verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. Who being past feeling have given themselves unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Um, lasciviousness here means unbridled lust or uncontrollable sin. Um, so this, I mean, this can this could be just about anything. Um, and sometimes as Christians, we allow the devil to get a stronghold in our lives, and eventually, you know. As Christ, like Christians are not supposed to be doing that, right? Christians are supposed to be walking with the Lord and going in the right direction, serving the Lord. But sometimes we, we give over to our flesh and we jump into things and we get so far down a road. Um, in August of 2012, um, vacationers at the beach in Terracina, Italy were shocked when a car pulled up next to a man who had just left the water and shot him at least seven times. The man was Gaetano Marino, leader of the Camorra crime family. He was known as Stumpy because his hands had been blown off nearly 20 years previous when a bomb he was attempting to set for someone else went off prematurely. Police said they believed the killing was part of a struggle for control of the cocaine business between rival mob factions. Marino was part of a family business that placed him on the path that resulted in his death. The law of sowing and reaping has not been repealed. When we set out on a course of action, there are consequences that we can and should anticipate. 
that ought to play a large role in our choices. Many people get in trouble when they decide to associate with people who put them on the wrong path. Though they never intend to end up in great danger, they begin walking an evil road, which always results in destruction at the end. The only safety we have is to avoid such paths. Continuing down the wrong road and hoping to get off at the last moment is a recipe for disaster. You know, he, this, this drug lord put himself in that position way before that time. Um, and we can, if we're not careful, none of us are better than that. I'm not better than that. I could easily be in that position. And we have to be, you know, are you, we have, as Christians, we have to be evaluating ourselves all the time. We know, man, am I slipping back into the old ways as, you know, as the old man that, that I should not be doing, all these things that I shouldn't be doing? Um, Because, you know, the Lord wants us, 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Lord wants us to be new creatures, new creatures, new not, not, not this lasciviousness that the Bible talks about. We're not supposed to be given over to that. Um, so that's some of the old man, and I have more here, but I'm not going to go into all those. Um, so that's some of the old man. Let's look at the new man um, first. The new man, in verse 25, puts away lying. New man puts away lying. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Um, you know, lying, lying is, I, I struggled with lying as a teenager. Um, it was, you know, it's not necessarily, it was more like, you know, you don't want to get in trouble. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that you don't want to get in trouble. So you'll do anything to, you know, get out of that. You'll do anything to get out of trouble. And so lying, you know, that's, that's a characteristic of the old, the old nature, Old nature, that's lying. New nature is telling the truth, speaking the truth in love. And boy, that's, that's something, and that's another one where you start, you tell one lie, you're going to go that direction real fast. You're going to go that direction real fast. So, um, you know, new man. All right, what, what's, I think all of us could admit that, you know, we all tend to go in the old direction sometimes. There's areas in our lives where, Man, why can't I just get over this sometimes? And maybe, maybe one of those areas is lying. If you can't get over lying, um, you're acting as an old, old, the old man, and you got to put on the new. Put on the new, which means telling the truth no matter what. And um, so the new, the new man puts away lying. Uh, secondly, the new man takes care of anger. Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, verse twenty-six. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Um, there's an illustration here of um, um, in, in France, there were leftover mines from World War II. World War I and World War II, there were leftover mines, uh, minefields everywhere. And um, there's a man here who wrote an article about it, and he said, Unexploded bombs become more dangerous with time. With the corrosion inside, the weapon becomes more unstable. The detonator can be exposed. And it, it says here, it's, what I wrote down is, what is true of lingering bombs is also true of lingering anger. Buried anger will explode when we least expect it. And so we have to be careful of, 
the old man, the old man put, puts it all away, brings it all in and hides it. Um, but the new man takes care of his anger. He doesn't let the sun go down upon his wrath. And, um, you know, for me, like, I don't, like, just blow up, you know, and get angry. But I can, I can start getting frustrated and then annoyed. And then, you know, it just builds up. And then finally, you get to the mine and it's, you know, all of a sudden, boom. And so, you know, old man. Am, am I going in the direction of the old man in this area of my life? Anger? Or am I, you know, putting away the anger every, every time before the sun goes down? Am I putting, putting, taking care of that? Um, because that's what a new man does. The new creature takes care of that. Number three, the new man uses edifying speech. This one's hard too. Uh, verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Um, it's easy to be critical. Uh, there's always something negative you can find. And just about, you know, relationships, you know, people, there's always something negative you can find about people. Um, you know, job, you can find something negative about your job. Church, probably if you find something negative about your church. Um, family, you know, there's negative everywhere. And so, but a new man focuses on edifying. Um, and he's, Paul here is writing to the church, uh, you know, um, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, then it may minister grace unto the hearers. So what is your speech like? Are you always critical? Do you always find the wrong, the negative thing, the wrong thing, the, you know, um, and usually, usually, the, the wrong thing that I'm finding is that it's usually not that big of a deal in like two weeks. <laughs> like, uh, like I'll say I'll say something, you know, complain about something, and then you know, two weeks later, like what what was that again? So um, we have to be, you know, new the new man, the old man negative critical, the new man edifying speech. Um, Praising, praising one another, praising the Lord. And so, using the edifying speech. Um, and I think this is good too. Uh, a quote from William Ward. It says, he says, Flatter me and I may not believe you. Criticize me and I may not like you. Ignore me and I may not forgive you. Encourage me and I will not forget you. And uh, I, I think people remember when you encourage them. People remember when you speak a kind word to them. When you... Um, you know, encourage them in the Lord. People remember that. And um, I think that, you know, as old men, you know, they don't, or as the old man, they don't, they don't they're, they're, they're critical. And the new man, they're wanting, they're wanting to help people. They're wanting to encourage people. So are you, are you the old man in that area where you're, man, I, the critical, the critical, the critical. Are you the new man? And you're saying, oh, you know, I'm encouraging this person. I'm finding a way to encourage this person. And, um, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a sign of a new creature. That's a sign of a Christian that's walking with the Lord. And lastly, number four, the new man is forgiving. The new man is forgiving. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Um, 
there's a um, there's a well-known um, secular hum- humanist and novelist that said this, and I thought this is just powerful. This is a powerful statement. It says, or she says, what I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I have nobody to forgive me. And if that isn't a, if that isn't a sign to the world when we when we're able to forgive, um, man, that's a sign. That's a sign that we're different. That there's Andrew was talking about tonight in his testimony that it's kind of easy to stand out in the world now. All you have to do is forgive somebody. And Dr. Bottrell was talking about in um, his sermon this morning where you know those those men were mean to him at his job, and he returned every every time with kindness. With kindness, with kindness. And eventually he was able to see people saved. Um, and man, if we can forgive, and that's hard to do. And it's, even in a church sometimes, that's hard to do. And, um, and, for, me, and for me to forgive is hard too. Like, I, like, especially sisters. You know, those, those are hard people to forgive. No, I'm kidding. I have two sisters. So, um, but... You know, that's something that I think all of us could say that we go to the old man sometimes that way, and we cannot forgive. And so, um, you know, are you, is that, is that an area that you struggle in? It's hard to forgive. It's hard to forgive somebody. Um, because that, that should be, as Christians, that, that should be, we should be forgiving. That shouldn't be too much of a struggle for us and old, the old nature. Um, so what, where are you at in that area? Are, are you leaning more towards bitterness and holding on to things? Or are you leaning more, are you able to forgive? Are you um, willing to forgive? And I think some of these are good. And as we conclude, I'll just go back over some of the, some of the things that, you know, maybe we as Christians struggle in. And I don't know, I don't know what, what are the struggles in the congregation tonight, where you are personally in your heart. But the Lord doesn't want us to be that old man. He doesn't want us to be the old creature. He says to put on the new man. We're supposed to be a new creature. And so some of these are characteristics of that new creature. And if you're struggling with one of these, and maybe it's not even an area I mentioned, and there's a whole, I mean, we could list disobedience, greediness, um, a whole bunch of them. But are are you more the new creature or are you more the old creature? And in in what and, and for me, when I was studying this, you know, the Lord pointed out specific areas in my life where, man, and he's, he's like, you know, it gets right, it, he goes right to the heart real quick. And I got I to gotta get better in that area. New, I got to be more, more like a Christian in that area. And man, that's, that's more that's, that the world would do. That's more something that the world would do. So what, you know, in, in the area of your life, what, are you, hanging, are you uh, leaning more towards the old creature in a certain area of your life? Or are you um, working at um, becoming, being more like a new creature in Christ? And um, I struggle with this sometimes because, you know, if you're saved for, if you're saved for a while, it's easy, to get, it's easy to just get in a rut sometimes. And I think it's a good reminder to all of us, and I think we could all admit that we some we struggle in a certain area. We and um, maybe tonight the Lord's reminded you of that, and you got to get back on, get back on it. The Lord's saying, get back on it, get get up to the altar, get back on it, and 
keep moving forward and start being more like the new creature in this area. So we mentioned um, the vanity of your mind, thoughts. You know, what, what are you dwelling on? We mentioned strongholds. You know, the Lord can, or the devil can really grab a hold of us in an area of our lives. The, is that a problem in your life? Lying, um, anger, your speech. What, is your speech edifying? Are you critical all the time? And forgiveness. Are you for, able to forgive? That's, that's important. So, as I said, I don't know what areas you, know, that you may struggle with. I know what areas I struggle with. Um, but if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I've got everything covered. You know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good. Um, just be careful. Just be careful. Because, you know, that's when the devil likes to sneak in. So, maybe it would be a good thing tonight. You come down to the altar and say, Lord... Help, help me in this area, or Lord, show me an area where, where I may be slacking in some area. Whatever that area may be, maybe, it's, maybe tonight would be a good night just to come down and say, Lord, I got to fix this, or Lord, show me, show me an area that I can improve. And I think he would do that. Uh, I know he has done it in my life through this study. Um, so the old man and the new man. Are the old things passed away, or are they still hanging around in your life, where are you at? And I pray that you'd ask your question, ask that question to yourself, like I did this weekend. Um, I'm sure the Lord will show you something.